So there's something seemingly out of place in this week's parsha where we talk about the sons of Reuben and Shimon and Levi. So the Torah describes them in detail, and there's one pasuk which, again, just seems way out of place. Pasuk Yud Aleph says, "Vnei Korach lo that the sons of Korach didn't die. It's a very short pasuk, four words. Vnei Korach lo and Rashi says, "Heim hayu that they were originally in the first Eitzah, which means that they advised this rebellion against Moshe and Aaron. And at the time of the Machlokas, they did have a Hirhor Tshuva, that they did want to repent. So the question is, why is this Pasuk mentioned here, and not mentioned in Parshas Korach, where we talk about the whole incident with Korach? So the Archaim gives a fascinating approach to understanding this idea of Ne Korach Lomesu. And he really places the blame strictly on Dosan and Aviram. And he says that Dosan and Aviram were the primary instigators. And he brings the proof that Moshe actually tried to reach out to Dosan and Aviram to try to repent. Because it says, And Moshe sent forth to summon Dosan and Aviram. And it, um, it also says that Moshe went to Dosan Naviram. Shehirgish Bohem Hadover Tobli. Moshe didn't try to uh, to make peace with Korach because he felt that the entire issue that was going on between Korach Ve'Adaso and the whole rebellion was the fault of Dosan and Aviram, which is fascinating as an approach, because we all think of Korach as the primary instigator, but really when we look at life, we have to go back to the roots and try to figure out what started such a rebellion. How is it possible that things can start and then just propagate and develop into a mass rebellion against two amazing people like Moshe and Aaron? So from a psychological approach, we try to understand pathology, and pathology goes to the deep roots of human behavior. And it comes out according to the approach of the Arachayim that Dust and Naviram were truly the instigators, as it says that the Yesh Bazel Limud Zechus Al Korach Ish. It provides a redeeming argument for Korach and the 250 men that joined him, because as we see from Rashi, that Korach really did tshuva. It says, At the time of the Machlokas, they were considering doing tshuva. So in a way, the punishment of Dasan and Aviram, in the fact that they died, but Duvnei Korach didn't die, that was a way to sort of assuage the guilt of Korach. And this is important for us to understand when we look at something on the surface, it seems like something is blatantly obvious that these people are bad people. But if you look a little bit deeper, you can go to the root of the story and figure out exactly where it occurred. So sometimes it's just important to really understand not to judge a book by its cover, so to speak, and really understand what the root is, the root cause of an evil 
um, rebellion against Kura, against the motion iron, where it stems from. Have a good job.